You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's up, everybody? We are back. It's Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, coming at you with the gray areas of the Christian faith. Today, mm. we are talking to you about a hot topic. I'm talking about that idea of... Hottest, modest is hottest. Mm, hottest that is modest. saying, right? Hottest is modest. Modest. If you ever, if you're a Christian and you've been to a church camp between 2000 and now, you've heard your leaders say this. Mm. Modest maybe is hottest. Now, but yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know if they still do it. Yeah. That's where I first heard it when I was 12 years old. And honestly, I don't think I ever had it told to me because it's not really a standard for guys most of the time, right? Because there's just not like right, they there's not a lot of things that we could wear that are not modest. Except for you, look at you. Yeah, Putting guns out here. I got my my tank top. Stop on. lusting, women. Hey, hey. Actually, wait, no, that's <laughs> not true. The only in my youth group, the only like uh, sexual icon of our youth group was our youth pastor. What? <laughs> yeah, because he was he was on Broadway and he was like a model and like all these things. Oh my god. He just shredded. He's a really beautiful guy. And uh, whenever they would, like, show a picture of him, because they would, like, introduce the staff sometimes, they would show, like, some of his modeling pictures, and, like, he's shirtless in some of them. What? At a church? Yeah, at the youth group. Oh, my God. But we did a lot of crazy stuff, too. And so it wasn't really a big deal, but sometimes people would be like, oh, you're going to make the girl stumble, like, as a joke. Like, sometimes, right? But it was never, like, a super serious thing, necessarily, Uh because the guys had their shirts off all the time anyway, because we'd always go to the beach together. Oh, you're from California, I'm from Michigan, and I just got, like... I was so offended that your guys were shirtless because I was thinking like in a in a Michigan yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so funny. You're just like at youth group, it's snowing outside. They show like shirtless pictures of you. He's like, after. what the heck? That makes sense. Southern California is a different culture. Yeah, yeah, that would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he's shirtless in a lot of them. So that's actually funny. Yeah, the only sexual icon was really like a male in our church, but not even like a sexual icon. He's just an attractive guy, right? Hey, you said to, it, bro. Not that he has to be sexual. You know, he's just he's just hot. You can be good looking without being sexual. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the sexualize him. So, um, God, that's kind of what we're talking about today. You know, we're going to have a little bit of a, you know, a fun discussion about um, the idea of modest is hottest and the the thought behind it, kind of the culture surrounding it. Me and Ethan haven't ever talked about this in person, so we might disagree a little bit. Maybe we won't. Who knows? We'll probably, it'll probably be less of like a... We're telling you what we think, kind of thing. Hopefully, maybe not, and more of like a our like worldviews, yeah, yeah, kind of having a discussion, yeah. clashing about it, and trying to figure stuff out. And hopefully, we don't say anything terrible. Or we're gonna say this now, possible trigger warning. So yeah, if you get upset, I mean, we told you. So yeah, there's a lot of. I have a lot to say about this. I know Ethan has too, but the the lot that I have to say about it. This is a weird hard way to say this. The lot that I have to say about it, I'm not, I haven't um, come to conclusions on all of the things yet because mm-hmm. I think they're really complicated subjects like um, sexualizing human beings and um, what parts of the bodies are objectively sexual and what aren't and what does it mean to sexualize a being and what if what is modesty culturally and different Bible verses and recon- reconciling them to each other. And I think... You know, a lot of people have very hard and fast theologies around this, and I think it's a very complicated topic, so I haven't made up my mind about it completely, but I think it'd be good to have, you know, a conversation about it mm-hmm. with us and kind of see where we're at and 
and hopefully you get something from that conversation and us trying to figure out what the heck the world is and how it works. Yeah. Fun side quest uh, comment. Side quest. Dairy. I started saying side quest as like a tangent, like a offbeat tangent type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. It's yeah. super fun to say. We're going on, on a side, side quest. quest here. Um, dairy snacks on popcorn kernels that are cooked. And I always thought it was weird. I have one in my mouth right now and I understand. Now I'm going to have to hide them because I'm going to start <laughs> eating them. I get it now. I'll come in my room randomly and just see them out. I'm like, ooh, popcorn kernel. <laughs> Dude, I spent three hours making those. <laughs> but they're not bad. And like when you get I'm that master crunch. master chef. When you get that crunch though. Yeah. It's like crunch. And you're like, ooh. It's like a sense of achievement. A little bit like a, a burnt taste. Yeah. And it like gives you something to do so you feel like you're snacking, but you're not. Yeah, I know. It's uh-huh. so nice. Really nice. Yeah. All and right. You're eating hundreds a day and you're, you have an ear addicted and you have a problem. People <laughs> make fun of you all the time. Poop gets all weird. <laughs> you got the hamster cheek because you always got popcorn kernels in your mouth. All right. Well, so I've been dealing with this for years. He's like, I've been made fun of a lot. <laughs> it wasn't tobacco for me. It was popcorn kernels. You read the conditions for joining our ministry. You're like, no tobacco, no recreational use of marijuana, no getting drunk. You're like, yes, no, no kernel. kernels. I can have yes. kernels. All right. I got to find something else. Yeah, so, okay, let's talk about yeah. stuff and about mm-hmm. hottest is modest and modest is hottest and stuff like that. Hottest is hottest, you know? Yeah, so now we're going to we're gonna rank all the pastors we've ever had. Hottest is hottest. hottest to modest. Hottest is <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a shirtless. For people on audio, we're not. Yeah. We're not. Um, but you wouldn't know that. Maybe we are. Yeah. You also on everybody camera can't see if we're wearing pants or not. <laughs> For everybody watching, we're not wearing pants. For everybody listening, we're not wearing any clothes. <laughs> Oh, so we're wearing socks. Yeah, don't fact check us. Anyways, <laughs> so we're gonna we're talking about modest is hottest. And initially, like when we were first talking about it, um, you know, the the initial statement doesn't it. Yeah, go for it. If anyone heard that big bang, it was a mango. Yeah, we have a mango tree above our house, and it plummets oh. mangoes on our roof. It sounds like we're getting attacked every time. <laughs> Always, it's just like. Oh. Honestly, it happens. And I think chance. Shut the door softer. <laughs> and chances are a guy who lives in our house. And I think, oh, it's just a mango. So I hear like like bouncing all the time, but it's super hard. Anyways, um, on topic, um, the term has a lot of baggage. Modest is hottest, right? But the term itself isn't very offensive in my mind. I think, and maybe in Ethan's mind too. Yeah. Like the idea of modesty being good which is what i think that's trying to convey because uh-huh. no one thinks that being modest is hottest right no one <laughs> you if you think modest is honest you're lying yeah, you're lying you don't see all. a nun and think mm, 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 mm-hmm. that's not modesty you don't even. do that yeah that's well modesty in the, uh, in the guise of like how conservative like, yeah um yeah you don't see someone wearing like mid-thigh jean shorts and you're and you're like, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not something that, that really happens. And so, like, it's it's not a correct term. Like, obviously, like, modest is not hottest. And it's, they're not, that's not what I was trying to convey even. I think what I was trying to convey is that we should be modest, right? And, like, you want to be modest because that's what right. the says, right? The idea is, like, people desire to be hot. And so if you want to be hot, when you say modest is hottest, it's like, oh, in a roundabout way, being modest is actually hot. So you should pursue being modest in your life. Yeah. So it's 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 trying to say, like, hey, modesty is a good way to live your life. Yeah. Which is not bad. You know, like, the Bible does talk about modesty a lot. Now, the definition of modesty is where it gets a little muddled in there, right? And good where, word. Yeah, thanks. Good word. And where we kind of get 
um, it kind of gets a little confusing and people kind of take liberty to, to make that definition be whatever they want, you know, of modesty. When in reality, modesty, the word has a lot of different meanings to it, right? Like I could uh, buy a house for a modest price. Um, or I could like put a modest amount of ketchup on my hot dog. You know, there's like lots of different words. Which is interesting because a modest amount of ketchup is only a little bit of ketchup, but a modest amount of clothing would be like more clothing. Yeah. More clothing. Yeah. So interesting, right? So there aren't always hard and fast rules to it. And also something I like to point out is that the word modest doesn't denote something sexual right off of the bat. Mm. Right. That's something that I think gets misconstrued in there a lot is that, to be modest is to not be sexual um, or to cover something that is sexual. When I think um, we're going to look at some of the Bible verses that talk about modesty, and I think just modesty also within the definition isn't something that is overtly sexual um, right. in, in its definition. Yeah. So I think that's something to point out as well at the very beginning when we when we start to talk about modesty and start to look at the verses and stuff like that. Um, so from the offset, I don't think it's necessarily a super bad saying as long as we have the correct definitions, you know, to be modest is to be good, which is what modest is hottest means. But we have to dive into what the culture around that sin right. is, right? Because not that that saying you know, started any kind of a culture, but it was a very popular saying within a culture that yeah. mostly revolved around um, being conservative um, and how women should act within the church or as Christians, right? That maybe weren't the healthiest boundaries um, for women. Lots and lots of books have been written about it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's, it's brought a lot of, um, I think, shame to women um, within the past. And so we kind of wanted to talk about not even the term modest is hottest. So it's not even really what this episode's about. It's just like the hot thing to say, right? Um, the the show or this episode today is really about the culture behind the term yeah. um, that modest is hottest, right? And I think the idea behind this whole like movement was um, the idea of women, you need to dress or, or I guess a lot of the movement was women need to dress in a certain way so that your brothers in Christ don't stumble when they look at you, right? It wasn't a, a male thing. Like, no one went to a male, like we talked at the beginning, and said, modest is hottest, why are you wearing a tank top? Why, why are you wearing a tank top? Or those short shorts, you know? Like, if, if a dude came to church or youth group in, like, shorty shorts and, like, booty shorts and, like, a tank top, they wouldn't say, oh, like, no one would sexualize him. Or at least I would say, like, there would probably be a different conversation. Yeah, there, some people might sexualize him, right? But it would more be like, oh, that's that's probably not like becoming of you, or like maybe that isn't traditionally what like a male would wear. Um, but it wouldn't be a sexual conversation necessarily, right. right? It'd be like a you're being really weird right now. Please stop. I feel really uncomfortable. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so the the conversation is different. It's not about sex when it's talking about guys, at least in this context. Um, that's much more like the woman's side of it and how like women were treated within this conversation. Um, because they wouldn't be talking about like men don't cause like the women to stumble and like wear like good things, right? Which I also think is a problematic statement to begin with. Um, but it's much more around the women. And like the, the idea was women need to dress conservatively or modestly, right? So that men don't like see parts of her body and are tempted um, to lust, right? Yeah. And I think I think something that's really interesting to think about within even the Bible verses that I was reading um, about lust. When you read when you read about lust, you know, um, God says, or Jesus says, who's God? Um, says, you know, if you lust, or if you're if uh, if your right hand causes you to sin, and it's in the connotation of lust, um, cut it off, right? Um, and the same thing with your eye, like pluck it out, yeah. right? And so it's it's talking about um, the thing 
like that is in you that caused you to lust or cause you to sin, right? Yeah. So the emphasis on that on in that like passage is not on the lust itself, but it's on what is in with you and what is your motivation within this situation. Um, there's another verse, but I actually can't remember. Let me let me see if I can find it really fast. Um, that I think also backed this up. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh oh. Uh oh. No one likes those stale pauses and podcasts. Oh. It's a big no no, so we're going to do it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> There's one verse. Uh, I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in, our, in his heart. It's a classic one. I don't know why I could remember that. It's <laughs> so stupid. Um,. Yeah, this is a classic verse about lust, right? And again, the emphasis is not on the woman and that she tempted the man to lust, or it's not mm-hmm. even on the lust itself, right? It's on the man and saying, if you, as a man, like in this situation, if someone, if if you lusted after someone, right, it's as if you like committed adultery with them. Yeah. So that emphasis is on you and what's inside of you when you lust. And so when we talk about this this situation, I don't think the emphasis should ever be on like a woman of like you caused a man to stumble. I think there is a conversation we can have about that, so we can kind of put that to the side for a second, if you're thinking that, and, like, talk about what the emphasis is on when we're talking about lust, and it's not the woman's responsibility whatsoever, I think, in my opinion, from, like, what I'm thinking about right now, um, to um, cause, like, a man to stumble or to lust, right? Now, and that, that that's what, with what she wears, okay? Because the lust is on the man, Mm-hmm. Uh, something that's really interesting man i feel like i'm speaking like like donald ducks today i just keep like <laughs> i keep doing this a lot um something that i didn't realize until i think i was like 18 or 19 was that and i'll i swear i'll wrap this back in <laughs> it's gonna sound weird at the beginning um is that like seeing like nudity doesn't equate to lust like right off the bat mm-hmm. right and that's yeah. something i didn't know until i was um well, I was older because, you know, as guys, I don't know how many of you like grew up in the same thing, but you're taught like through a lot of the books that we read to like bounce your eyes from like nudity or like something that's sexual to help you like not lust after them. Right. Yeah. And what that taught me was like that those things are bad and I shouldn't look at them. And so like when you like when you would see like a naked picture or something like that, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, like that is something that's bad. And if I look at that, like I'm lusting. Right. Hmm. When in actuality, like the naked form isn't something that has to make you lust. Right. Like I know now that I could see someone in the street or I could see some like classical art or something like that, traditional art piece um, of someone that's naked or I could see like a sex scene in a movie or something. And I don't have to lust after that, like as I see it. Now, you can always talk about the connotations of, like, what you should put before your eyes and what you should be watching, right? And we're not talking about that necessarily. But I'm saying when you're introduced to something like that, if if you did want to or you didn't want to, right, you don't – you, like, viewing that thing doesn't mean you're lusting after it. Your lust is something that you do within your heart, hmm. right, and something that you engage with in your heart. And so the lust doesn't occur just when your eyes see, like, a naked form, does that make sense? And that's right. not, not something that I, I understood until I was a little older and I realized, oh, I could like I could see someone naked and not actually be like lusting after them. And I, I realized that like their form isn't something that's bad. You know, yeah. it's not even something that's overtly sexual, you know, depending on what culture you're in. It's something that maybe I have made sexual or even my culture has made super over sexualized because I've placed like this badness kind of on it. 
right? Yeah. Um, and so that's something I didn't realize until I was a lot older. I think that plays a lot into like the t- the thing that we're talking about where we're, we're talking about women and what they wear because a lot of it is cultural, right? And we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna talk about like what it means to be modest and stuff like that. But before I keep rambling, you want to say anything? Uh, yeah. Well, on just the first point, like the phrase itself, like we said, not bad. Mm-hmm. I don't doesn't affect me but also i understand that the phrase is geared more towards women culturally in the church than it is at least in my experience like i never thought about like oh i won't wear this tank mm-hmm. now what i do is i don't really post pictures on social media of me shirtless mm-hmm. that's just something i don't want to do right mm-hmm. um but yeah i think the pressure is more for females in this regard with this topic um but yeah, in, in the saying itself, it's not bad. Like we said, it's the it's something that's behind it, the culture that surrounds mm-hmm. it, this idea that, like, um, women showing, like, too much or not being modest is bad. And then the whole conversation, like Darius was saying, is what is modesty? Is modesty just clothing? Is modesty other things? Which it is, you know, like, you can have someone who dresses really not, like, sexual at all, and maybe their attitude's not modest or their speech isn't modest, you know, and then maybe they're... Mm. um very yeah immodest with their Mm. speech or actions which is still not great so it's Mm. not merely just an attitude of like what the person's wearing it's like the whole individual and i think Mm. modesty is good modesty is something as christians that we should strive for not in an aspect of because i owe my brother or sister this or because of this but because i love god and i want to follow his commands and i want to and his commands command me to be modest Mm. but also that like it's the motivation I, behind modesty, right? Yeah, you know, it's like, what, what's the reason you're being modest? Don't be modest because of this idea like, oh, don't cause your brothers yeah, to stumble. Yeah, you're ashamed of your, your like, body or... Yeah, and like, like Darius saying, like, it's the responsibility of the men to make sure we don't lust. Yeah, absolutely. It's the responsibility of women to make sure you guys don't lust. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's responsible for themselves to make sure that they don't lust in their heart. Mm-hmm. And then w- everyone else can help. You know, I think it's a give and take where it's like, hey, it's my responsibility to make sure I don't lust. But also a woman or a man who maybe women are lusting after can be like, okay, I just won't be like shirtless on social media. Or I won't be like posting this stuff, you know, like all this or like maybe i won't dress with too much showing because i know that men are more prone to that you know Mm. and so i think it's a give and take where you can be mindful of the people that you're going to be interacting with and then dress appropriately for that but also we need to take ownership of like hey this woman can dress how she is and i don't have to give into that lust a lust is a it's a temptation of lust you don't have to give into it you know yeah you don't have to give into temptation Whenever you're tempted, the Bible says that the Lord provides a way out. Yeah. And so when that arises, you can then just say, I don't need to give into that, whatever. Um, and yeah, so I think it's a give and take where each individual can think, okay, how can I be modest? But also, mm-hmm. um, I'm responsible for myself to make sure I'm not giving into sin. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think we can ever point the finger like, no, mm-hmm. you guys wear more clothes or no, you guys take advantage, like take responsibility. It's like mm-hmm. we point the finger at ourselves, like. Oh, like I need to make sure that I'm practicing modesty mm-hmm. and being mindful of what I'm allowing into my life and how I'm giving into temptation right. if I am. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah, I think yeah. Um, an example I have is my first outreach overseas was in Thailand, and the ministry we did the whole time was um, anti sex trafficking ministry, you know, getting um, prostitutes um, out of bars. A lot of times these prostitutes are underage as well. Um, and most of them, the whole time you're there, you know, the prostitutes are trying to. Um, Either they're their pimp or someone is like obviously trying to sell them to people, um, and their job is obviously to try to get people to also buy them. 
And so they're dressed scantily, right? And every night we're out there and we're with them and we're hanging out with them. We're playing pool. We're talking to them. We're forming relationships. Um, we're trying to get them to trust us, right? We're becoming friends with them so that we can tell them we have a space place so they can come and they can get out of this um, this business that they're in. They can find a safe place for them and their family. If they have any kids, we can provide them with like a better job, right? Even we can provide them with education, working skills and stuff like that. We can do all these things. But the point is like I was working with them every day and they're wearing like very like sexual, you know, clothing if yeah. you want to like define it as that. And the whole time they're like trying to get you to buy them. But I don't have to lust in that situation. Like I was able to go through that outreach and be in a healthy place spiritually and in a healthy place like lust wise because I know I didn't have to lust after like these people that I'm trying to reach, right? I'm trying to help because I didn't view their bodies as like sexual objects for me to lust after. And um, the idea I think is even within temptation is like for a lot of people, they would consider that like a high like risk of temptation and like a high risk of like lusting when you're in that environment. But in my mind, like, that, that isn't, like, a high-risk place for, like, temptation for me. Because I know, like, where the temptation comes from. And I know, like, what that person means to me in my mind. And so I'm not tempted by them, like, like making sexual advances towards me. Um, even, like, a lot of them would touch you all the time, right? And, like, I'm not triggered by that kind of thing because I know who that person is. And I know how much they're worth. And I don't... It's about, like, seeing that person as, like, a sexual object or not seeing them as a sexual object. And I, is, if I see that person as, like, a child of God, that person can still be very attractive to me. And I can still, like, think, wow, that person is, like, a sexual being and I do find them attractive, right? But I don't have to think, oh, like, what would it be like if I was with them, right? Mm -hmm. That's, like, a place where it starts to go to lust. And it's so much easier for you to go to that place if you're viewing that person as a sexual object or, like, because they're wearing certain, like, clothes, that means, like, they're sexualized and now, like, I can lust after them or I'm supposed to lust after them or that's tempting me to lust after them, right? And, of course, everybody has different places that they're at. Like, some guys shouldn't be in that kind of an environment because they, like, don't have that kind of control over their bodies. Or even they, they've grown up in a different environment where... um like they have sexualized women in that way so that when they see a woman like wearing those kind of clothes, it's like a, like, wow. Like that, it's yeah. like very offensive like to their eyes. They don't know how to control themselves. Right. Um, we definitely, we all grow up in different places. We all have different cultures and we all have different levels of self-control. Um, but when, I think when you realize that like a woman's body and like the, what she like displays doesn't have to be about being sexual, it becomes much easier for you to take the emphasis off of like, I'm going to be tempted in this situation to seeing this person for who God created them to be um, and seeing the value within them without having to like sexualize them like only, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. Nice. I have much more to say. You have things to say? Uh, well, I think it kind of goes back to like we talked about um, a couple episodes ago, mm -hmm. the idea of people saying, Oh, I wasn't taught well in the church about sex, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Like, it might be even a deeper thing about saying modest is hottest, um, and the the purity culture and maybe toxic purity culture that mm -hmm. um, that that's around, right? Could be because of a teaching or a lack of teaching or improper teaching mm -hmm. on sex as a whole, right? Yeah, we we're told in youth group that like sex is bad, and then when you get married, they're like, oh, have sex all the time. And when you have kids, and it's like, whoa, whoa, for like. Uh, so from 14 to 18, you I told me this evil. Yeah, you told me this was evil. I should stay away from it. And now you're saying it's good. So we need to teach people from a young age that sex is good and sex is yeah. something that God created to unite it's people. You should but want. it, yeah, it's 
it's good and God put a, a, an, a, tr a thing in you to be attracted sexually to be to people. He put that in you because he created us to experience sex, mm. right? And sex is a good thing, but it's only good in the context of what God created it for, just like anything else, mm. right? You know, everything that, everything that God has created us for is good in its proper context. You know, anger is a good thing. It's good to be angry when there's evil to be fought against. You can, mm. when your anger is directed towards evil, that's good because the Bible says that God is angry at evil. And the Bible commands us that we hate what is evil and love what is, and cling to what is good, mm. right? And so anger is bad when it's directed at something that's good, right? Mm. Like if you have a spouse or maybe you're, you're anyone really, you have siblings work or coworkers, classmates, anyone, and you are angry and you vent at them and or, or you uh, like uh, release your anger onto them, mm. that's not good because that's like they probably don't deserve the anger. But if you're angry and because like sex trafficking is reality and in your anger towards it, you start a program or a ministry to get people out of it, that's good, right? Mm. So just because we experience things, um, the way we experience them isn't always good, but how we can experience them in a good way, mm. um, per se. You know, you want your dad or your boyfriend or your husband to be angry at someone who might be hurting you, mm. so he'll rise up and protect you. You don't want them to be angry at you and abuse you, you mm. know. It's just like sex is good when in the context of godliness, anger is good in the context of godliness. Yeah. Um, and that goes with anything. So, yes. that's, that's all. I, I think this goes deeper than just like, this one blanket statement of uh, modest yeah. is hottest, but it goes into like, well, what's our thinking about sex that he's even mm. producing this? DMT is good in the in the context <laughs> of godliness. <Yeah>. I don't <laughs> think you can do that. Just kidding. I don't. I don't know about Just that kidding. one. <laughs> Heroin is good don't in the context do, of godliness. Stay sober, like the Bible says, and you'll be mm. fine. Don't drink coffee. Don't ever take any supplements or any kind of caffeine. Um, never take any painkillers. Go to every surgery. Um, take and, it like a man take it like a man you know <laughs> like like the bible says never be um not able to preach the gospel so while you're having your arm chopped off for some reason you need to be able to be coherent and able to tell some of the gospel so obviously oh, Barry not, just queued us up for an episode later not a straightforward issue <laughs> <laughs> at all um okay so uh maybe we could transition a don't bit. do heroin or dmt yeah yeah, yeah. Pro probably <laughs> definitely don't. De definitely probably maybe definitely we'll don't do those things yeah keep it keep it you know keep it like kind of off to the side for a little bit definitely like, stay if away you're doing from heroin empty maybe we don't throw it away yet you can definitely just like put throw it, it out aside flush it down the drain no put it to the side and then like definitely you can listen get to rid that, of so it. we go on it later and then you can decide <laughs> if you want to throw it away. definitely get rid of it 100 percent. all right so <laughs> to kind of sum up the first part of this that we're talking about one not good to sexualize women, right? Or men. Or men. Yeah, don't do that, please. Um, we don't like to be sexualized. We are sexy beings. We know. And, I mean, not just us, but not, like, yeah, yeah, people in general. Human humanity. Beings, like, we're supposed to be sexual, right? But sexualizing and, and objectifying someone is not good. And when we take away that part of it and we start to see the human being and the person that God created, temptation and lust becomes much easier, in my opinion, to deal with. Because you start seeing Christ and the Holy Spirit in everybody, right? Or Holy Spirit and people are Christians. It's a big topic. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to move on to the second part, which is like, what is actual modesty, right? And talking about like, okay, well, if we don't want the motivation for like lust to be, uh, or the motivation for women being modest 
to be like keeping men from lusting. We want to put the the responsibility on the men and the women for lust, right? We want to put the responsibility on men for lusting towards women and responsibility on women lusting towards men, right? And not on the opposite gender for that kind of thing. Then then what does the Bible say about modesty and and how do we kind of decouple that and and like read these verses? And so I think the the main verse that seems to be talked about the most when it talks about this topic of modesty and the there are a few different verses that talk about it is 1 Timothy 2.9. 1 Timothy 2.9 says somewhere, um, likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modestly and discreetly. Wait. Is there one that Sorry. also says no I, jewelry? I can't read. Um, likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modestly and discreetly. Why do I feel like that's the wrong word? I feel like it's right. Yes, just really. Um, not with braided hair. Oh. And oh, there you go. Um, and gold or pearls or expensive apparel. Wow, God. Rip. I no wedding rings so for you. I'm about to text right now. Um, repent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pretty short verse. There's obviously a lot of context to it. Seriously, women stop braiding your hair wearing gold. My and goodness, I see pearls. people breaking this every time, especially in my church. girlfriend braided her hair two days ago. And you didn't say anything. I was gonna, Laura, I was gonna talk to you the whole time. Well, she's but... not. She can't submit to me yet. We're not married. <laughs> Um, okay, so <laughs> moving past that, um, <laughs> um, stuff a whole bunch of people there. You can you can look at this verse immediately and see you know there's nothing in here about being sexual, right? And it's not a sexual connotation when it's talking about being modest. You know, in fact, I would say the majority of what this is talking about is talking about um, how you're presenting <clears throat> yourself, right? It seems like the problem here would be people trying to show off with gold and pearls and expensive apparel well yeah wearing, right and even braided hair um and of course there's culture and context to this yeah i think specifically with that culture um i could be wrong but i'm like 92 percent sure i'm right that um in that time and where he was where timothy was ministering because paul is writing to timothy on and instructing Timothy on how to lead a church yeah in that time i'm pretty sure the prostitutes were wearing the specifically for the first time what first timothy yeah. Oh, you're saying joke. Okay, I was like, what? Okay, yeah. So he's writing a church to Timothy on how to run a church for the first, first time, time yeah. for the first time, and um, I'm pretty sure in that culture, wherever Timothy was, that there were wi- the wi- the prostitutes, the temple prostitutes, would braid their hair, wear gold and pearls. Hmm. So it's like saying, yeah, be modest, but it's also saying, hey, don't look like a prostitute. Basically, because he's saying it's for the greater good of the body of Christ, where he's like, look, we don't want to associate Christianity and God as the temple prostitutes, because then people think that God is okay with like what prostitutes do. And God's not okay with that. We want to be separate from that. So don't look like that because that's not what God wants. Yeah. And that message alone, that blanket statement of like, don't do something or look like something that God doesn't like can go in so many directions. Yeah. And it, obviously it's not that like wearing gold or doing cool things with your hair or like wearing a certain kind of thing is bad like inherently of itself right because of different cultures that obviously exist of course um it's not that that thing is inherently bad right it's what is what are you displaying within the culture that you're a part of right because you go to africa they're not like a lot of the tribes aren't wearing anything right and that's culturally acceptable and they're wearing gold yeah, and they're wearing gold. So they're breaking a lot of the rules in this in this verse so far. <laughs> if you want to take it literally. Yeah, if you want to take it literally. But the point is, right, is are, what are you, pre- are, what are you, what are you purveying to the, 
like the audience that is around you. You know, if mm. you're saying I'm a Christian, what are you saying to these people that are seeing you as a Christian, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I had heard the analogy to that he was possibly talking about um, the temple prostitutes. I absolutely know that when he's talking about men not cutting their hair or men cutting their hair and like stuff like that in a little bit later in this verse, I can't remember. Um, when he's when he's addressing men, I know that is about like the temple prostitutes hmm. that were that were male, um, and like showing male like just to dress a certain way and not wear women's clothes and stuff like that because they didn't want to be associated like with the um, the temple prostitutes. I know that was about that. I'm not sure if this is. I have I have heard that it could be before, but just mm-hmm. just like you said, we're not 100 percent sure about that. But I have heard that um, possibility before. Whether or not it is about that, it's obvious that this passage is not about being like. Uh, not sexualizing women and not about modesty being sexual, but being about how you display yourself, whether it's like you're being prideful because you're displaying yourself in like, and like being like over fancy because you're rich and you're trying to be better than the people. Whether sneakers and preachers. Yeah. Whether it's or preachers and sneakers, <laughs> whether it's about that or whether it's about like not trying to be like a double prostitute. The point is, how are you just, how are you like putting yourself out to the world? Right. Because it's talking about um, not only like things in, in this, first timothy uh, 2 9 verse is not only talking about things that you like do to yourself but also presenting yourself as a person that does these kind of actions right it says like mm. don't wear and act like this because you're supposed to be a person that acts like this you know the the act is the thing that it says you are a person that um you are a person that acts a certain way why can i not go to the next verse first timothy what uh two nine First Timothy two nine. Yeah, so it's like talking about you shouldn't like do these things because you are not this kind of person, right? You're not trying to display yourself as this kind of person, um, so you shouldn't act, but also shouldn't display yourself as this kind of person because you are like Christ. You are this kind of person, right? Um, so that's like the the point of the verse. And so modesty is something that we can look to our culture. You want to read something? I found it, but I only think this is going to piss people off. <laughs> I'll read it, and then I'll tell you. There's, It's a loaded statement that has been used to suppress women for a long time, and it hasn't been understood correctly, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to read this. It is the Bible, but there's a whole lot that needs to go, that needs to be taught around it. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go for it, and we're not going to talk about it in this episode, mm. because it's like a three-hour episode. And if probably. your name is Caleb Alec, don't DM us. No, please, DM me. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> Likewise, so starting at 9, 1 Timothy 2, 9, to the end of the chapter, that's verse 15. Um, Likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modestly and discreetly, not with braided hair or gold or pearls pearls, or costly perfume, or garments, sorry, costly garments, but rather by means of good works as is proper for the women making a claim to godliness. Yeah, so let's stop there, right? Godliness. So, not costly garments, but good works. So it's like saying, hey... Don't just try to like flaunt your wealth everywhere. Yeah. Be a good person. It's obviously not about what they're wearing necessarily. It's about what they're trying to convey, right? Because he mm-hmm. compares um, something that's like you're adorned with to an action that you have. Right. And so it goes on. It says, <clears throat> a woman must quietly receive instructions with entire submissiveness, but I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. For it was Adam, and Adam who was first created, and then Eve, and it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. But the woman will be preserved through the bearing of children, if they continue in faith and love and sanctity with self-restraint. 
There's a lot there yes. that might make you mad. The only way to be saved is through childbirth. For if you're a woman, yeah, have so a kid. Take that one to heart. That's not true, though. We're joking. Um, but yeah, there's. I would love to do an episode on women in the church and leadership mm. one day. Um, I'm pretty sure what make was going on there. Man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in that culture, if I remember correctly, women were like, they would basically just like get a bunch of money from like their husbands or whatnot, and then just go around and like gossip and use their wealth to make themselves look good. In the context of the first couple verses, right, they were talking about? Well, it says, because it says, like, a woman, it says, um, yeah, it says, like, but rather by means of good works as is proper women making claims to godliness. Right, right. So, like, these women were just going around being busybodies, not really doing anything of value other than, like, oh, did you hear about, like, Nancy over there and what she did over here? Mm. Oh, did did you see, it was just, like, like this busybody nothingness that wasn't adding value. So, it's, like, hey, if you're going to go out and do things, like, do it for God and don't flaunt your riches before people. Just mm. be a, a godly woman and don't gossip. Don't use, like, there's it, a lot of context of, like, I'm pretty sure. I could, again, subject to being wrong and I'm totally okay with it. I'm not an expert on mm. Greek history. I read a book once. Mm. Nice job. Thanks. Reading a book once. And I'm pretty sure the idea of women not being able to, oh, that was a different verse. We can explain it later. Yep. Yeah. There's, or we can talk about it later. So the, <laughs> the point of this, you know, is to not have the conflation of you should dress this way always as a standard, right? Mm-hmm. There's different cultures, and this verse is talking about you need to um, be modest within the culture that you're within that you're in, right? Um, you need to, you know, both dress modestly or act modestly in a way that shows people I am a Christian and I am following God, right? Yeah. And that's with your actions and both with and what that's you, the men too. Yeah, that's what what you both wear and what you do, um, and like what what are you wearing? What are you doing? And what does that say about who you are as a person? You know, and I think something that's so interesting to think about that's within within our culture. How you look doesn't mean a lot anymore. You know what I mean? To where, like back in those days, you could easily identify a temple prostitute because what they're mm. wearing, what they looked like, yeah. right? They always had a certain kind of haircut. They're wearing a certain kind of clothes, um, especially for the males. It was easy to tell which ones were the temple prostitutes for the males. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not hard yeah. to do. Nowadays. There could be a computer programmer that's got like a ton of tattoos and like colored hair and like is wearing who knows short shorts and a tank top. Not that that's what like the person will be wearing, but like that's just kind of like a collage of very interesting mm-hmm. things. And you wouldn't think about that person as a person who normally like has a desk job, right? But that person could be anything, and they're just like displaying their personality through their body and through what they're wearing. And so it's not that they're saying, "Look, I'm a temple prostitute by what I'm wearing," right? Now, there are certain people where they dress a certain way and you see them within our culture and you think that person is trying to convey themselves in a sexual way, right? And I think that's more what this verse is talking about. It's not like it's saying like, oh, like if you wear a crop top, you're evil, right? I think crop tops are cool. And I think people who wear crop tops aren't trying to convey themselves as temple prostitutes. You know what I mean? It's probably just a really hot day and they don't want to sweat too bad. Yeah. Like it's, I don't think that's a big deal, but I also don't think it's a... It's like a line in the sand. You know what I mean? It is a very gray area. And you have to think about how am I conveying myself to the world? And it's, it's so hard to know now because like how you present yourself is mm-hmm. like not necessarily like cut and dry anymore. It doesn't say like a lot about you. But I think everybody does know in their mind where the line is culturally to someone viewing you 
like as trying to portray yourself as something where you're not trying to portray yourself as something. I don't think it's about you like sexualizing yourself or other people sexualizing you. It's again, what are you trying to convey with what you're wearing strictly in the sense of what you're wearing? Cause this is where like we've gone so wrong in the past, right. And telling people mm-hmm. what they can wear and like how they should feel about themselves. You can love your body and you can love how the Lord made you um, and how you look and stuff like that. And you can love what you wear in your fashion but you can also realize that my society and my culture says that this kind of a person that isn't godly dresses a little more this way. So maybe I won't go to that extreme, you know, dressing right, that way. And right. that's obviously not a whole class of things. That's not like saying like, oh, like if I dress punk, like then I, I can't do that because <laughs> that's going to be displaying me in a bad way. No, obviously you can do that, right? You can dress in like all those different styles and you can express yourself. Again, it's not a hard and fast, like, cut and dry, like, line in the sand of how you can and cannot dress. But we know, as a society, like, if this, like, type of outfit is going to be okay or not okay to wear, if that right. makes sense. Right. Like, you can feel that. And, you can like, gauge it, you know. Yeah, like, when you see someone on the street, you can think, oh, this person tried to present themselves in this kind of way because of what they wore today. And I, I can see that, right? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. <clears throat> sometimes you want to do it. Sometimes you don't. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that, I think that's what, like, sort of we're trying to all unpack here and, like, trying to get out of people's heads. It's like, you don't have to sexualize people, one, like what we talked about at the beginning. And modesty is not cut and dry, like, line for every society and every culture. Also, this is going to be different for churches all around the world, right? We're talking about a very, like, Western context. Uh, even my context of modesty is much different than most people on this base because most people on this base didn't come from, like, a very, like, beach town like I did. And we all live in Hawaii. And so even the modesty here is different than the modesty in California. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And like where you came from in Michigan, like we were talking about earlier, like modesty to me and like my youth pastor, like being shirtless on stage, like is much different than like your. Yeah. That would be like taken down immediately. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like in the middle of Michigan, like in the winter, you know what I mean? Yeah. So modesty is even going to be different, like within cultures in America as well. So Mm -hmm. not cut and dry, like hard, fast rule. It's something that you need to like talk to the Lord about as most things are in Le Bible. Yeah. Le Biblioteca. Le yes. Is that, that library? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's most things that I have to say about the topic. Yeah. Yep. I like it. I agree. Nice. When we first were talking about this, Derry said, I don't think we're going to agree. And I was like, what? And then we realized it was about like the deeper issues and we're like, oh yeah, that, no, we, we agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like the saying, I tell people all the time, modest sadist. Yeah. But I just don't say it for the connotation to. Oh, I say it. Past. There's that had like three. Yeah, that was, mango that had a, three. A heavy one. Yeah, yeah. I say it because it's a joke, um, but I only I don't say it to everyone. I only say it to certain mm. people. I have one more thing we can talk about, but it might take like fifteen minutes. But we're already at forty-five minutes. Do you want to just talk about it later? Yeah, let's just talk about it later. Okay. Fun. Make, it, make it another episode. Yes. Love people. Don't sexualize them. Wear things that you like to wear. Don't um, look like a type of prostitute, please. Or whatever that means for you. If I accidentally did a gang sign, I don't know what gang it was. <laughs> I'm not in a gang. Just the Jesus gang. You almost did a crip sign. Or uh, the blood sign. Just don't do no, I thought it was, it was. No? No, don't do it again. You can do five-star okay. blood. End the video. Five-star blood. <laughs>